Live from Cool Boys Central. You're the boss down there. I'm boss up here. From bat tips to bat nips, <laughs> we are just cool boys revisiting Batman, the animated series, and wearing hats. <laughs> this is Batman and Beyond, a cool boys podcast. I see Batman and Beyond. <laughs> Greetings, Cool Boy Nation, and welcome to another installment of Batman and Beyond, a Cool Boys podcast. I'm Ballard. And I'm Steve. Uh, so cool. Tonight's episode is The Mechanic, directed by Kevin Altieri, story by Steve Perry. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited because anytime I see the name Steve, it reminds me of you. Oh, I thought it was because of Journey. Oh, oh, Steve, don't make that Journey joke. <laughs> we shouldn't be making that joke anymore. It's not funny anymore, Steve. Oh, man. I thought I could bring it back. Nope. Wow. Sorry, buddy. I'm going to. Uh, stories also by... What? I'm going to. I'm going to bring it back. Oh, you're going to start bringing it back? Uh-huh. Okay. You'll see. The story's also by Laren Bright. And the teleplay is by Randy Rogel. This episode came out January 24th, 1993, and this week's villain is the Penguin. Wikipedia says, thanks to a freak accident during a high-speed chase, the Batmobile is virtually demolished. After Batman takes the car to his personal mechanic, Earl Cooper, the Penguin makes his move and tampers with the Batmobile, putting it under his control. Hashtag me too. Hashtag time's up, Penguin. Okay? Wow. Not cool. Not cool. Give the Batmobile back its agency. Note, the Penguin scheme in this episode was similarly featured in Batman Returns, which actually did come out before this episode. Batman Returns came out in 92, June or July of 92. So uh, maybe they were in production with that movie already having come out. Um, and then, yeah, maybe they, they utilized it as some kind of homage. Um, maybe just uh, ideas were in the in the ether. Or, yeah, just walking around Warner Brothers, like, you know, studio. Someone was just like, hey, I got an idea for Burton's new Batman movie. What is it? I think Penguin's going to take over the Batmobile. And, like, right then, Steve Perry was walking by on his way to, you know, <laughs> to work with his band member's journey. And he's just like, oh. Taking over the Batmobile. Genius! I was just thinking that they both separately came up with the idea. Mm-mm. When did Batman Returns come out? Batman Returns, uh, June of 92. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, there was enough so, time for them to cram this episode in there. And, and copy it. And copy it, yeah. Cool. So sad. What's so sad? That copy just Batman. that just that in general uh yeah that people copy people in the yeah. same company mm-hmm. i think with a character like batman it's more like homaging you feel like that that's what's going on in this one yeah I, a little bit more so um i think in general when you kind of deal with characters that are essentially part of franchises and 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 canon that dates back decades i think a lot of that tends to just be homaging there's a lot of homage in this show for sure the i feel like when it's the comic books that's you know it's just taken from its source material but and i guess they it's this was kind of based on the tim burton verse yeah so. for sure i mean we've talked about that multiple times in the show about how characters seem to be kind of uh, uh uh an amalgamation of um characters 
Yeah, Penguin especially. He's Burgess Meredith, and he's definitely Danny DeVito, as well as his own kind of comic book creation version of him. And then, like, you know, you get, like, characters who don't get, like, uh, origin stories, like Catwoman, because we just saw it in Batman Returns. So there's definitely a thought process of, uh, like, eh, we don't maybe need to do this, because it was already explained there. I think you said that literally in the past, too. Mm-hmm. I think this is another example of one of those episodes, especially with the uh, taking over the Batmobile. But one of the things about this episode I really like is it's kind of like showing the curtain pull back and you're seeing some of the behind the scenes of what makes Batman Batman. So, um, yeah, you know, exa- I agree with what you were saying about uh, pulling the curtain or just seeing the behind the scenes. And I think that's what the show um, – one of its lasting uh, memories is just like when it when it goes back and it flashes back to how Batman was you know training or whatnot or when this one uh, how his Batmobile is you know maintained. Um, I think that that's like what's nice about how the longevity of the show is that they were able to do those sort of episodes. Absolutely, very true. This episode was imprinted on me as a little child immediately uh, for those exact reasons. Um, Just kind of being like, whoa, this is the shit I didn't think of. This is the infrastructure to Batman that I didn't know existed or care to think of it uh, existing when it came out. I was about 12. And mm-hmm. uh, actually, I was 11. And um, I, 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 like, I was blown away by this episode. I was like, holy shit, this is like, this speaks so many volumes to me. And it fleshes out the world so much more. Like, the, the be able to see, like, how does someone like Batman function? Because there's so many questions to, like, how does he do this? How does he do that? Well, Alfred must be a great, you know, seamstress and car mechanic uh-huh. to be able to do everything. And they do show Alfred in this show working on Doing the car. Doing lots of uh, multiple jobs. But, yeah, the same thing where how, how does Batman – What do they say, Steve? Jack of all trades, master uh-huh. of none? I guess so. But um... – Alfred, I think, is a master of the butlery craft, which requires, you know... Everything. To, a knowledge of everything. Even uh, nursery rhymes or, you know, riddles. Yes, yes. He has a, a, a cursory... Uh, no, more than a cursory <laughs> knowledge of riddles. He was like any little schoolboy would know that any riddle. schoolboy. But, you know, I do like in this episode, uh, I guess, uh, you know, that it's Batman and Robin, and that, that uh, this one's kind of involving both of them. For whatever reason, yeah. and uh, I do, I did like the the car crash. Uh, I felt like this was kind of uh, one of the notes I made was that it was a more realistic uh, portrayal of what would happen. You know, if they uh, both cars crashed, like I liked when the car got away, like all its wheels like uh, fell apart or what. You mean when the car jumped the um, the uh, drawbridge and uh-huh. landed on the boat below? It, yeah, it just it just. Blew all the wheels, axles, drivetrains, all that shit are just gone. Absolutely. You know, I've seen other cartoons, probably even in the same uh, series, where they'll land that and it'll be fine. You know, so they were trying to be a little bit more realistic, I think, because this involves uh, a mechanic or involves car problems. And, right. uh, it's, and then the same thing with the bridge, just like wrecking uh, the car. It was something fairly real- realistic in, in its terms. Yeah, you know what's really realistic about it, too, is, like, how uneventful the accident was. The drawbridge closing on itself and smashing the front end of um, 
of the Batmobile is realistic in the sense that it just crushes it and it lifts it up in the air a little bit and you're like looking inside the cabin at Batman and Robin. They're both just kind of like, oh, awkward. <laughs> and it is because like if you – unless you're in a horrible accident where your car is spinning out of control because you're going 80 miles an hour on the freeway and you lost control, hit something or whatever. Accidents that happen at slow speeds like this one are just kind of – they're just awkward moments, you uh-huh. know, and like that's kind of what it is. And and you always, when you're at least in my experience, when you're done with the car accident, I mean, I was just in a car accident a few weeks ago, and like had this whole trauma and had to like go on pills and stuff. And <laughs> I actually had issues with the pills, and now I'm sober, which is really good. It's just like two weeks sober. Oh, I'm really man. proud of myself. Thank God. Thank, thank God. God. Yeah. Oh yeah, every day I thank God. You know, do you? Are you? Uh, have you gone religious too in your sobriety? Hey, don't be don't be making fun of yeah. By the way, I have found our Lord and Jesus Christ and our uh, Savior. Absolutely right, yeah. okay, let's but not, you don't need to go and like make fun of, of that. I used to be Jewish and now I'm Christian, but <laughs> I don't fucking want to read into that any more than you already are. Uh, you right, know, let's inferring. keep this all. Let's keep let's let keep go and let God. Batman. Woo, woo! Yeah, don't, don't you get in between me and my Lord, Steve? I don't want uh, this to to get into a uh, religious conversation. Okay. Well, that being said, I am sober again. Two weeks. It's awesome. Uh-huh. Um, I'm, I'm proud of you, buddy. Um, they get their bat cycles back. That's they do. Know, they get their that's they're loners. Shit, you know, they're called loners. What? They're called loners. Uh, I don't know. The, those were the loners. No, Earl says. Oh, you, oh, I got two loners ready for you, or something oh, okay. like that. I, f- I forget. So it's Earl Cooper. So of course, Batman. Right? He goes in the Batmobile with Robin to Earl Cooper's, you know, business, which is just a warehouse with a f- false floor. And he goes down. He goes into the place, meets Earl Cooper, meets his, or doesn't meet, says hi to Earl Cooper, says hi to his daughter Marva. Mm-hmm. Sounds a lot like Martha to me. And Robin says, "What's up?" Too. He know, he knows the game. He does. And then they, they get on their motorcycles, like you said, they're loners, and they and they take off. And then we go to see what happened to the penguin and his buddy. You know, one of his hired goons is actually working on the car, uh-huh. you know, and it looks totally messed up. And so it's kind of funny, like, the juxtaposition that Batman's got this pristine, you know, body shop, essentially, that's privatized for him only. And then and then you have, like, Penguin in, like, his lair, and he's got, like, this goon who has clearly no idea what he's doing. He's just like, I don't know. It seemed like he knew what he was doing, and that was why I thought they brought in that guy. Arnold Rundle? Yeah, because he was— His buddy, Arnie? Uh, somehow related to them trying to get auto parts too for their car. <laughs> that's that's how I thought how this guy. I was guess you're right. Do. Yeah. So maybe so that's the guy that knows the most about auto parts in this episode. And so what happened to him? Did he get killed? Did they? Did he? Yeah. Die? So yeah. So exactly. So Arnold Rundle literally just... literally gets put onto a a ducky like a, a penguin ducky and gets sent down a indoor river to a, a check, whirlpool though, for four hundred thousand dollars yeah yeah and then yeah he gets a check essentially <laughs> to die and like, everything oh. about the moment is like totally like foretold by penguin like that like he's gonna kill you and the guy gets on the boat anyways goes to his death and then they fade to black it's the first time in this show we don't know if this person lived even in the um episode with Tali al ghul not too long ago there was a moment where the guy got pushed off the Statue of Liberty. Uh, the informant falls all the way in water, but at least they resurfaces yeah, they, they pop before up going soon. back under. Before going you back know, under. They drown. Yeah, you know, they drown. There's yeah. no way they survived that fall. The two – All um, their limbs were broken. Uh, right. The two assassins that were there, right, from the League of Shadows. Uh-huh. What are they calling this? The Society of Shadows? Uh-huh. They were – the ninjas – they were also, quote-unquote, dead. Like, they gassed themselves with cyanide or some shit, right? But then, like, oh, no, they had mind-erasing poison on them or something. That's all it was. Mind-erasing gas. Yeah. This guy died. Arnold Rundle is dead. 
Uh, I'm pretty sure there, they, he didn't come back. They didn't show him at the end like richer than ever or something like that. No, you know? no. I, you know that that was uh, I was I was shocked. I was shocked too. And the fact that they then cut to black and it's essentially a commercial break. Yep. He's dead. Like, Bye. <laughs> it's like, guys, what's what's going on? You know, because when you come like... back from the commercial break, he's not alive or anywhere. They're blowing into Earl Cooper's uh, mechanic shop, his body yep. shop. No, yeah, he's nowhere to be found. They, he, I thought he mentioned that he's just going to be dropped off into the ocean. So maybe, you know. He... Yeah, he says that like it goes out to sea. Yeah, and yeah. I, you're almost wondering if it's kind of like sleeping with the fishies. See, I, I kind of took it as like you know when you. That everything just kind of gets dumped into the ocean, <laughs> you know, so he's just right. going to be out in the middle of nowhere. But still, he's just—he wasn't—he's uh, just going to die. I feel—I feel like, but who knows? That—that that was interesting. It was. Well, now we have Earl Cooper, of course. You know, um, uh, telling Backstory. Penguin his flashback mm-hmm. of how he got to where he got to be working for Batman, and he worked at a place called Classic. Global Motors, GM. You know, they, GM, if you will. <laughs> they uh, really like to do the the corporate heads are just terrible people. It's such a classic uh, story. I, I wonder guess. if somebody on this staff for Batman had an issue with their GMC, <laughs> right? Uh huh. You know, they're like, "Fuck GM, man." You know what I like, Steve, is that this flashback was a blue flashback. Yeah, it's blue. I kind of, I guess I'm colorblind, but I took it as black and white. <laughs> Well, it's like a bluish black and white. Kind of like sepia is like an orangish, goldish black and white. Okay. This is um, more of a cool. Yeah, it's more of like a cobalt kind of thing going on. One of the things I thought was fun was when they, in his little flashback, was how decrepit the Batmobile looked when, uh, you know, Earl meets Batman. He like Haven't we seen that before in this series too? That particular Batmobile? I think we've seen that Batmobile, but not where it pulls up kind of like all rinky Shaky. dink and it's like yeah. uh, it looks like it's about to die. fall apart yeah yeah that's alfred that's literally alfred's just job as a mechanic together, he's, you know, he's just putting band-aids on it or whatever uh, yeah alfred's literally just using like epoxies and stuff <laughs> like that to hold things on he's just like we'll see if this whole front end bat head i uh, like it uh, will work and then i liked how this guy earl he's just like he designs it he puts in all this titanium shit, all these things I don't even know about, like tri-nitrate blasters and things. And you're like, whoa, dude, this guy's going all out. And then he unveils it, and it looks so spanking good. It looks so shiny. It looks so amazing. Ding. Uh-huh. Ching. Was there, were you doing the, the, the sound effect uh-huh. of, like, uh, of the light sparkling off of his paint job? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I, I, I thought it was fantastic. I like the way that Penguin gets in there and essentially holds his daughter, Marva, hostage, and it's really fucked up. The, it's really, the only really thing graphic. That doesn't make sense, and it's happened, I think, twice, or this is the second time in the series, like where they're trying to kill Batman. They He has a remote control car. He He's going to drive him into a wall, and instead of driving him into a wall and killing him, he turns abruptly and then like, somehow drives without seeing where... It's teasing. That's that is they're easy. toying with it, but him. that's the only part that makes sense where he can actually see the car, and then it starts going into like a parking structure, and there's no way that he can see how to drive in this parking structure, but somehow you know Penguin's able to control the the car through the parking structure. You're right. It's definitely not down, down in, in the, the basement, basement, Steve. Oh, oh, I was gonna bring that up too. Why don't you just talk about it? Down in the basement. That's it. Yeah. That's what you're gonna do. <laughs> I had it as a note, but you know, I thought that was fun code. Yeah, and he remembers it so much later. He's like, 
down in the basement. That's I. I should have remembered what that's code for. You know what? What kind of code was it for? Military code or something? It's a slang term in race car driving for crashing. Yeah. Yeah. I like that Batman. You know, figures it out at the last minute down in the basement, and then remembers the air conditioning button is fixed, and then he pushes <laughs> it right. I liked uh, when you know Batman's using his backlighter to capture Penguin, and when he finally lands, they they add in the animation the little tail bending when he when he lands. I thought that was a nice. They've done little, that before. Nice little detail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They um, I think it was the episode with Boss Biggest. Maybe I might be wrong. But when he, he's hang gliding, he lands, I think, in the canyon. Yeah, you mentioned that. So it's like every time he, they use these things, it's like, what, are they disposable or something? So what happens? No, no. I think that they're – I was thinking of them as kind of like um, like a, some some naval aircraft where they the, the wings fold up so that they can actually fit them all on an air, aircraft carrier deck. Uh-huh. I was thinking that maybe it has a natural joint in it where it just naturally folds once it they bends. land. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because it's really obvious know. when Robin lands. Right here. Oh, yeah, Robin, yeah. He lands. It actually bends, like, as soon as he lands. It's like, dink! <laughs> know, so, yeah, they're either damaging them every single time. I'm going with it. They're, like, you know, so rich they don't care. And, and they're breaking them. Batman is not very green, right? He's not very sustainable. <laughs> He's just, like, buying these in super uh, large no. bat bat wings, right? And, and these, uh, these bat gliders. And then just throwing them away. They're, like, one use only. And they're probably made of some sort of, you know, special material. Right, that like takes forever to like you know <laughs> break down and, and and go back into the earth, and it just probably becomes toxic Never. anyways when it gets to the water supply. Uh-huh. Yeah, and he just has these, and he has them literally all over the city as we've seen before. Exactly. And then, well, finishing uh, up this episode, we see Robin talking to Marva. Well, we see Batman and Earl talking, and then as they walk away, uh, you see um because uh, you know Batman's gonna give Earl all the tight shit now. He's gonna get a whole new whole new setup, new body shop. And he's got new dummy corporations so that he can, you know, properly hide the uh, the ordering of, uh, of, of uh, car equipment. Um, Steve, I want to ask you a quick question about that, though. Uh-huh. How legal is it for Bruce Wayne to be setting up these dummy corporations to buy car parts? Um, I, I don't see that there's anything wrong with that. I tend to think from my feeble little mind uh-huh. that – Anytime someone has a dummy corporation, it should seem to be against the law to me. I don't know why they wouldn't be. Uh, you know, people, you're allowed to create as many companies as you want. They, you can just call them dummy corporations because they're like, there's not anybody managing them or whatever. But yeah, you can. What does the dummy to, mean then? What does dummy corporation actually mean? Oh, I don't know. Uh, because to me, it sounds like a facade, like a yeah, like, yeah. Like that, you know, it's a fake like a corporation, front. but it, it's not like that's illegal. If he's trying to hide money, you know, that from like the IRS or like that's what he's doing. He doesn't want them to know it's Batman's well, like vehicle being built on. He's hiding it from IRS. He's hiding it from everyone. You know, Arnold to, to basically trace who is purchasing but, okay. the stuff. So is Instead, Arnold getting paid legitimately by Bruce Wayne or how is or is he getting the take under the table? Uh or are you talking about Earl? Oh, I was talking about Oh, Earl. Yes, yeah, Arnold. Sorry. Arnold's Ar- dead. Arnold. Arnold got paid by the penguin. Yeah. He's dead. Yeah. I thought well, what was interesting was how Arnold figured it out and that was a kind of a, you know, interesting thing. And 
Um, but Which kind of is what happens in The Dark Knight as well. Um, the movie The Dark Knight yeah. where Mr. Reese, Coleman Reese, Mr. Reese, get it? it? Mr. Reese, he's the Riddler. Um, Coleman Reese, he, he kind of figures it out the same exact way, literally finding the blueprints for the uh, Batmobile, the Tumblr. Uh, I don't think with well, however he pays Earl, you know. And Marva. I have no idea. Maybe with uh, they probably dummy corporations. <laughs> yeah, dummy corporations. Now would that be illegal? I have no idea. I'm not a corporate attorney, but uh, I would think that if he's able to, if he's paying taxes on those things, it's just that he's maybe not reporting them as a mechanic or whatnot. He's like reporting him as something else. A consultant? But, I mean, that's not necessarily, like, illegal. <laughs> but I think that um, I have no I, – I would say it depends is my best uh, Well, answer. I'm a retired pizza delivery driver, so <laughs> I don't know much about this type of stuff. I know. You're feeble little – I love how you uh, portray yourself. Well, this mechanic episode, um, I love how it ends. What I, would you uh, give I it love that it ends voice? with – with uh no no not yet <laughs> i uh, i love how the uh mechanic episode ends with penguin in jail he's doing the classic license plates they're, they're building license plates right and he gets one that says one bat for you which do you think that's batman's license plate or just someone that loves batman i i think that was batman's uh, new license plate we should check it out if we can see if we can see it uh-huh. do you think he registers the batmobile Probably not. Do you think, you know, vigilante that he's just driving around unregistered plates? I love that, like, I'm, like, all upset, like, like he might not be paying taxes, <laughs> but, like, I don't give a fuck about the fact that he's, like, a crime fighter, uh, you know, but not a police law, officer. Yeah. He's not a sworn law enforcement officer in any sort, <laughs> but I'm like, wait, he? is he paying taxes, though? <laughs> How dare he create a dummy corporation? Yeah, well, that just seems shady as fuck, Bruce. Um, I also want to point out that uh, the license plate said uh, Gotham State. The Dark Deco State. Now, we have talked about this Dark Deco thing before. This is the internal referencing to the aesthetic the whole show was given by Eric Radomski that Bruce Tim and Paul Dini I didn't have really anything to deal with other than just kind of approval processes over it. Um, this is th That's what he called it. They coined it internally as Dark Deco because they were painting on black, and they were doing all of this stuff, all this style and imagery, like Art Deco, but with a really, really, really dark look to it. Um, that's why we have this kind of 1920s pastiche mixed in with a 19, early 90s uh, level of technology at times, or even more of a futuristic technology at times with stuff like Heart of Steel and, uh, and Mr. Freeze, realistically. I give it uh, four and a half. Yeah, that's good. Um, I give this five out of five boys. It It's fucking awesome to see this new take in a different spin and – Seen an alternate angle into this life I just of Batman. didn't like, I guess, the Penguin. Um, I, the, I thought it could have been in, like, the, everything else with the mechanic and all that is, is a lot of fun. But I just didn't like the the Penguin's uh, presence in this Yeah, episode. okay. You know what? I agree, actually. I'm going to go 4.5 out of 5, boys. Yeah. So, okay, I'll say this. This is the best the Penguin's ever been for me uh -huh. in the show so far as an adult. I, didn't, I really didn't dislike or like the penguin in when i was a kid um I, if anything i was just kind of happy because it was a, a hey it's a new rogue uh but like i i, I as i've rewatched these i just don't care for penguin episodes this is the first and maybe the only in the first season of batman the animated series that i actually loved the penguin episode or a penguin episode and uh -huh. that's this one 
But he doesn't... He's never the same villain. Like, he's kind of like... Like, in this, how does he have so much... Do you think that he was actually giving $400,000? No, it's just... No, I don't <laughs> think he was. I, I, it's, okay, so when you first see the penguin, and he's like, what? He's uh, It's Batman in my basement, right? That's the first time you see the penguin, I think, as a villain. And it's like kids defeat him. Mm-hmm. And so you're kind of like, well, what's this villain matter? And then you see him again and almost got him. And his, his story's all right, but it's only all right because it's one of six, five or six stories in that episode villain stories and then you get penguin again later for it was the um the birds of a feather yeah birds of a feather where he was going and you know work and being with the high class people and again it was like a shitty episode it just didn't it was horrible like he went from like i'm kind of okay and like you you rich people suck and i'm gonna take down you rich people to like all of a sudden like hi earl cooper um i'm gonna have you do something so i can kill batman and guess what i'm gonna take your daughter at gunpoint it's just like weird. It was a weird connection. Uh-huh. Like uh, Penguin isn't. He has not been the same character across the board. Agreed. I don't like this character of Penguin, but once again, this is probably my favorite episode with the Penguin in it, and it has nothing to do with the Penguin, other than he is incredibly violent, and therefore he he, he brings himself as a good villain to the story. But he is not the Penguin per se. And what makes this episode amazing is the behind the curtains. Agreed. Great bat stuff, Steve. Great bat stuff. Cool Boy Nation, tune in next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Cool Boy Bat Nation, be sure to let us bat know what you bat thought of The Mechanic. Or what your favorite bat episode is by bat emailing us at batmanandbeyondcoolboys at gmail.com. New episodes come out every Tuesday. Also, check out our other great Cool Boy Central content with the Cool Boys podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Patreon. Be sure to like and subscribe to the Cool Boys and review us on iTunes. Also, donate to us on Patreon. It only costs a buck and you will receive special access to content too hot to air. You can find the Cool Boys on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, Cool Boy bat nation until next time it's bysies from ballard and bysies from steven so cool batman and beyond oh yeah batman and beyond oh yeah